Hi there, my name is Vinny, I am a Matheus engineer and in this episode we are going to do something different. I personally like drums and some years ago I used to play it every single week. I don't know if you do like or if you do play it, but for me it's my favorite musical instrument. I, I do prefer it rather than a guitar. When I was a kid, my dream was to have an acoustic drum and I remember the first time my dad talked about the name of the drum parts to me, like the cymbals and tones, you know. In Portuguese, if I translate word by word, cymbals are called dishes or plates, as kitchen dishes. And, you know, as a kid, I imagined kitchen dishes being used as cymbals. And when my mom arrived, some dishes were missing after this fantasy moment, and, you know, some, some years ago, before I even thought to create this podcast, I watched a video of a company making symbols from the real beginning to the final destination, the customer drums. Frankly speaking, uh, last week I watched the video of Zildjian Symbol Production Line many, many times, and I love it. I put the link of this video in the description of this episode so you can follow up. So, in this episode, I'll try to give some comments about the whole process as a materials engineer, but look, it's not an evaluation or a criticism. I am a drummer fan and also a materials engineer. It's just an example of how we can use different processes and techniques to produce amazing things. In general, the process starts by the weighing the casting alloy discs to achieve the determined weight. Obviously, the alloy and its composition is based on their line production, and it can probably vary from symbols to symbol. I mean, depending on the type of symbols you are looking for, as a symbol ride, a symbol splash, etc. The casting alloys is then rated up in ovens. I guess they do this because of both, to homogenize the composition and obviously to be able to perform the hot rolling process, which gives it the platform. A spoiler, the hot rolling allows the metal to undergo high amounts of plastic deformation. We discussed this in the 13th or 14th episode, but I'll do an episode explaining the difference between both cold and hot rolling processes. Briefly. It makes the plastic deformation easier, okay? They do this procedure of heating up and passing through a holing at high temperatures as many times as it's needed. After the last pass, they heat the material now with a flat disc shape. It is cupped with a bell, that's why the symbols have the shoulder in its center. After that, all the further procedures are performed at room temperature. If you take a look, they don't have the perfect cycle shape, it's irregular and also looks rusty, which is important to be noticed, because as it passes through a hot process, it's first shaped into a flat disc and then cupped with a bell. We have to consider that in high temperatures and in contact with oxygen, metals tend to oxidize and it's why it could not look that interesting for the first time. Now they finally cut off the borders, which takes almost the final shape. The next step is hammering the symbols on different kinds of rotary hammers, 
But one thing that is crucial is that it is always done considering the circumference. It also could be handmade, but using a machine is faster and is more accurate. Next step is pressing the symbols into a shape in a kind of pneumatic press and then testing it. They probably test it to guarantee that there are not cracks or any problem with the symbols. Now I have a question for you. Wouldn't the process be easier if they just cut a sheet of metal into a circle shape and then press it into a symbol shape? It's a tough question, isn't it? By the end of the episode, we'll discuss this again. Hey, sorry for interrupting, but don't forget to like this episode, the podcast on your favorite platform, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'd love if you could share it with your friends and family. Besides, if you have any question or are wondering about a subject, send me an email that is in the description of the podcast. The further procedure is to leather the symbol surface, which gives them a good surface finishing since the oxidized surface is removed. They also pass through a smoothing process, wherein it's possible to remove some imperfections onto their edge. To avoid a further oxidation, they coat the symbol surface with a light polyurethane solution. This polymer is probably used to increase the useful usage time, and that is why it's extremely important to clean up the symbols right after using them. Then they are stamped with the logo and model, and all the needed info onto both sides. They are finally tested, and one thing that is, for me is really interesting is that. The tester man, who has been doing this for 50 or 60 years, as he said, each symbol is unique, open quote, they're all different, it's like fingerprints, end quote. I guess that if there is one symbol that is rejected at this point of the process, they are likely to be recycled and returned to the beginning of the production line. Okay, did you find the answer to the question? So yes. They could just cut the sheet of metal and continue with the procedure, but in the first episode, if you remember, I said that if we change either the composition, the process, the microstructure and the performance, the whole material will change. What makes the symbol musical instruments is the fact that they are forged, they are hot and cold working, they are plastic deformed to take into the shape. It's not only the circle shape, the thickness but also the microstructure. Along the entire process, if you have paid attention, the microstructure is built, they perfectly control the dislocation density and also their grand size. And that is why the, I would say, bell property is achieved. In each single hit with a drumstick, the cymbals vibrate and due to their microstructure and shape, they produce beautiful overtones which we can have fun with. I hope you have enjoyed. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.